Hey, 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 Brandon Beliso here. Are you living your best life? It is 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the West Coast. What day is this? December 30th, 2022. Always love sharing the date and time so I'm present. I'm in the moment. I know where I am. I know who I am, but I need to know where I am to help amplify who I am and where I'm at today. As you come aboard, say hello. Tell us who you are, where you're tuning in from. And, and the name of your school. It's always a good day. Bob Poole, welcome, sir. Good afternoon. Facebook user. Facebook user. Who's the Facebook user? Can we get a face in there and a name of a school? We love giving shout outs. I think we should be proud of our work and what we do in our schools. One of the first things we teach a student is how to say their name well to introduce themselves. Super powerful. I'm thinking of writing it into my white belt requirements. One of the things we teach is attention, right? We're going to change attention, which is fundamentally standing up tall. I'm going to change it to confidence and follow that with something like, my name is, right? That I think adds added value when you're doing that intro or that trial class, that parent sees that, you teach a kid how to introduce themselves, say their name. That's That's just you know, beyond. So as we begin to grow and we evolve as a business, um, I think that's one of our biggest successes. And I'm going to get into that deep today when I talk to you about what I learned in 2022 and how I believe that can help us in 2023 to be successful. So again, as you're coming aboard, what's up, Sensei Mish? Mish, good morning, sir. My Star Trek friend who loves Star Trek. Um, do you remember what were those called? Tribbles? What are those called? Marco Tribbles? I remember that when they were, the ship was overran by Tribbles, those little furry ball things. Well, what episode was that, Mish? Let's test your, your um, knowledge of Star Trek. Monique, what's up, Monique? How's it going? How's it going? So let me start by thanking my sponsors on our last show of 2022. Who do we have to thank for this great show? Of course, Market Muscles. We have my studio. We have Kids Love Life Skills and LC Accounting, all four companies you should be looking into. Somebody posted that yesterday about, you know, one of the biggest things they learned in 2022 was stop trying to do your numbers and finances and all of that yourself. Have a great bookkeeper. And coincidentally, they use LC Accounting, which we all know is my sister, Letitia. Um, she handles all three of my businesses, my personal life. Um, we're always on it. I mean, I'm on it. I make her crazy but I need somebody that I can work with, right? Trouble with tribbles. Thank you, Sensei Mish. Tribbles, tribbles like dribble. And then of course, you know, market muscles, the success they have, much like my studio, I just, I, I, I want to elaborate a little bit on both those companies for a minute. Very quiet, very humble. You never hear this stuff that we've cracked the code you know, we were crushing it. All those very cliche terms that have been around digital marketing, uh, pyramid, you know, sales groups, tiered marketing. They all use the word crush it and things like that. We're dropping bombs. I've cracked the code. That for me personally doesn't resonate a lot with me at a heart level. I, I really dig what's called stealth wealth. We have a lot of it here in the Bay Area in California. Quick story. Working with a student for years and years in private lessons, his dad wears Birkenstock, little horror room glasses, had a ponytail, drove a Prius. Boom. One day I see him on the cover of the newspaper, SEO, you know, Jonathan Schwartz steps down from Oracle, right? And he got a $12 million severance package. Whoa. Talk about stealth wealth. This unassuming guy in jeans and a t-shirt would lie there in the corner. Didn't want to sit on a bench, would lie on the mat and watch his son do his private lesson. That to me is just impressive, right? This guy was a multimillionaire, drove a Prius, wore Birkenstocks, right? You would unassuming, you would never think this guy made that kind of money, yet he did. So I'm very passionate about stealth wealth. And I'm the same way in running a business. When you look at somebody like uh, Market Muscles in my studio, they offer you that type of mentality. They celebrate their victories. They hold themselves humbly accountable for their shortcomings, but they are constantly committed to a very clear vision and strategy to improve their product, to serve us better. Long and short, and you know that resonates with me on so many levels. I'm always striving to improve my services and what I do and do it better. And when I suck, I suck. I'm willing to raise my hand and say, I suck. I'm, I apologize. Let me do better. 
right? I'm always about that. So it's something I would advocate for if you choose to work with a company. All the smoke and mirrors, the glitz and glam, I would be extremely mindful of. Get 90 students in 90 days, guaranteed. You know, that kind of stuff. I, I don't want to run my business that way. I don't think it positions your business as one of high quality, high value to anybody. Anytime you say three classes for $19.99, just not my thing. It's not what I do. And, you know, do whatever floats your boat. All right. So first thing I want to share with you, you know, we, we talk about bizarreness in life. Pop that image up there, Marco. You know, I was in Las Vegas and somebody reached out to me and said, hey, man, you know, um, I just saw you at the Warriors game because it was on the Jumbotron, this huge, giant screen. And they said, I just saw you at the Warriors game. And I said, I'm not at the Warriors game. I'm in Las Vegas. And then they uh, fortunately had their, 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 their phone out and they took these pictures. Now, take a look at that. I mean, I would think that's me. But it was so mind-blowing because several people reached out to me that were at the Warriors game. I'm a big Warriors fan. And they said, hey, man, you know. But if you look closely, his hair is darker than mine. He's heavier than me. I don't know what those hand gestures are. He is wearing black. Whoever he is, he is wearing black. But I don't wear clothes like that in black. If you look at it, there's no Lululemon in the mix. And, of course, he has a wedding ring on. I don't wear my wedding ring because it cuts up my hands all the time. So those things are very different. But uncanny. Is that uncanny? And he's got more eyebrows than I do. I'm a little older. My eyebrows are thinning. He's got more eyebrows than I do. But look at that. Is that the most bizarre thing in the world? Put it in the comments. Tell me what you think. I mean, people were blown away as I am right now. I would love to meet this guy. I wonder how tall he is. What if he was a taller version of me? That would blow my mind too, right? But I would love to stand side by side with this guy and really compare the two. But I don't know who it was. Maybe he'll be at the Warriors game again and we'll run into each other at the bathroom or at a food store and look at each other and go, what the hell? What the hell? Right? All right. So... What are we talking about today? We're talking about what I learned in 2022. Now, let me pre-frame this. I was sharing with a school owner. We just got off a phone call and I said, what, what I bring to the table is learned experience. I think the big challenge in today's culture, especially in the past decade, we take data and we give it truth and value without any substance, without any research, without any really tested learning. If you want to give me a concept, and give me data, right? Everyone talks about data. I've got to drive your company by data. It's all about the data, the data, the data, the data. I understand that. Hope, believing in what can't be seen is not data you can quantify. Your grit, your ability to outwork anybody else out there is not data you can quantify. And that's really, really crucial with running a small business. So write that down. Number one, data, KPIs are valuable, but they cannot. They cannot outweigh your grit, your ability to get up every day with a positive mindset and work at a higher level, your ability to see things through, your ability to believe when there's nothing left to believe in. That is going to serve you in 2023 to nobody's end, to nobody's end, to nobody's end. So I want you to really, really think about that, please, and write that down. But to be able to cultivate that, Mindset on a daily basis is vital. I mean, I just read, so here's where data does weigh in. It takes eight hugs a day. I think Joe Adkins shared that last week on the show. So I researched it a little more. So I'm consciously in 2023 going to give my wife, my kids, eight hugs a day. If I could give every one of my team members eight hugs a day, I would. But I, they, I think they'd freak out. I think they'd freak out. But little things like that, you know, I, I, I think it's very important. The big key to my success, year in and year out, day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, is my ability to cultivate a positive mindset, to work hard, to act in my best way when things are hard. When things are hard, it's very easy to pull up stakes, you know, call it a day, fold like a piece of paper, and I witness that every day working with small business owners. They simply crumble because being an entrepreneur, being a small business owner is probably one of the hardest things you can do and one of the roughest choices you can make. So number one, really learn to manage your mindset in 2023. Find out what works for you. Journaling, morning prayer, morning meditation for me works really well. Eating better on most days than not. Maintaining a certain weight, right? 
methodically making lattes for my wife and I every morning. You know, I just leaned in the door of the bathroom and told my wife this coffee was made with love. I had actually made a heart in the foam. All those things. Rolling, you know, giving my son a hug this morning was important to me. Um, making sure that I balance paid work with giving back work. I spent almost an hour with the schooler on the phone and, you know, my rate is $350 an hour, but I did that out of love. And so I think that balance needs to be there in our lives, but it can only come from a mindset that's balanced. So please work on that. Now, numbers are numbers. So here we're at, uh, we still got two days left in the year. Marco, let, let, let's show them where we are. So Milbray. A million thirty-five thousand, which I'm very, very content with. Now, remember, Millbury generates an extra two hundred thousand or so with our after-school program, and that is really the difference between Millbury and San Francisco. Student count is about the same between the two locations, um, but Millbury has the after-school program, and that again, I think it's like two hundred forty thousand. It's like I don't know, twenty thousand a month. We're bringing in on that program right now. So that's the difference you really see in the numbers. San Francisco, ironically, will close at about 800,000. I am super proud of San Francisco for several reasons. One, I'm not there. TJ's not there. You know, most days we're not. Two, we were teaching outdoors a good number of students up until April, April of this year. And masks were still mandatory up until April. I mean, even later than that. And three, of course, we know San Francisco is in transition. We have a huge homeless problem. You know, there's there's all these dispensaries opening up. Petty theft is really high. Uh, we have no parking in front of our business. There's construction going on. So there's a lot of things working not in San Francisco's favor. But for San Francisco to close in at 800000 and provide jobs for many people, as well as I make money off San Francisco, make no mistake. Make no mistake, I do. I'm super proud of these numbers. I believe any single location would be very proud of these numbers. We're doing this in 3,700 square feet per location. And the active count is around 460, 470 per location right now. I think we're running around 950 total. But look at these numbers. Are these numbers you would be happy with? Put it in the comments. Take a look at these numbers. And first of all, tell me, are these numbers that would you would be very happy with? And we're back up to about, you know, at, at, at optimal, I want to be functioning at about a 35% net at those locations. And we're close to that this year, you know, so I'm very, very happy with that for myself. Huge shift, San Francisco, which I'm still on paper, a sole proprietor because I didn't get Millbury until after I was married. Millbury, we are shifting, I mean, San Francisco, we are shifting to an S-Corp. It's giving us a better tax break and it puts me on payroll, you know, so some of my quarterly taxes and estimates will just come out of my check every month, but it's going to help us gain more tax benefits. Cool. So that's number two. I want you to write down. You need to constantly mine data of what's out there and available to you. The PPP, which is exhausted, but at the time, you know, Letitia, God bless her soul, LC Accounting. We really work that. We, the ERC, we work that. Um, and we made sure that all that was maximized. When we renegotiated, we recently renegotiated the San Francisco lease. There was still two years on that lease. And we owed back rent, I think of about 80,000 or something. Uh, we worked it into a new lease. We reduced the rate, the rent by about 15 to 20%, I believe. Uh, we signed a new year lease and spread spread out the back rent at $500 a month over a 10-year period. You, you see where I'm going with that? So we got a rent reduction in San Francisco. We've got a new lease in place. Things that were very time sensitive really worked. And now with inflation and the recession looming, I think it's here, contrary to what people want to believe, that locking in San Francisco at this type of rent and everything is a good day. Plus, I'm providing jobs for people over the next decade, as well as I will earn money from San Francisco. Millbrae, I got after when me and my wife were married. So Millbrae is still going to function as an LLC. See, so that's the other thing I want you to write down. Those of you with multi-locations, even two or three, I want you to really think about each location behaves differently. Millbrae, after school program. San Francisco, none. None, right? San Francisco, S Corp, Millbrae LLC. Please be very mindful of that. Even the way we market San Francisco's, you know, honestly, we've done almost zero 
zero digital marketing this year. That's the other thing I want you to write down, you know, as, as something to really delve into. I think you spend way too much money on digital marketing without having key things in place. You and only you can constantly cultivate your social media pages. You know me, I'm a beast when it comes to social media. Um, it's the foundation of a lot of my work. As I'm back to teaching two days a week, it's up to me to cultivate the brand for One Martial Arts. And I do that really, really well. We're always batching out photos to Google. We're always doing some offer. We're always doing some kind of post. I think Google is way overlooked because people conveniently can open up their Facebook and be in the mix, right? Google takes a little more work, but I think the leads at Google are better because they're looking specifically for martial arts, but you need to maintain your Google page the way you maintain any other social media platform. Be very, very mindful of that. No amount of digital marketing is going to cure that. None, none, none. Spoke to a school owner, spends a lot of money on digital marketing, a lot of money substantially to get ranked and all these other things, yet their numbers are dwindling because the fundamental things are not in place, right? They are not in place. And that is number one, a very well-defined brand, a brand that is based upon purpose, core values, a brand that is rooted in systems that are written to support that brand. Like ours is live your best life. Any system we write, any process we write is designed to do one thing, Fulfill that purpose of living your best life. And a big part of that, a brand absolute, is creating that experience to help people live their best life, such as the simple system of saying hello to somebody at the front door within five to 10 seconds, right? Why do we do that? Because you feel more welcomed. You will live your best life if you feel more welcomed, things of that nature. So that's a big one for us. I, I work with too many school owners that spend a lot of money on digital marketing with very minimal results. Now we do say, if you get a 1% return on your marketing, that's a good day. Okay, okay, great. So why not take that money you spend on digital marketing, buy a cotton candy machine and find yourself in the community at movies in the park. Find yourself in the community at back to school night. Find yourself in the community at an elementary school's international food day. Why not do that? Because I do understand when I'm scrolling through my Facebook or my Instagram, I'm not looking for martial arts for my kid. I simply am not. So that's why I'm confused by some of that marketing at times because the smoke and mirror, you're only paying this much per click. I don't care. I'll pay you $100 a click if it gets me a good student that potentially can be here for four to five years, right? So I think that's Q2, right down to the guarantee. You know, you only pay me when I get you a new student. Those types of things, I think, happen a lot in digital marketing because it's very gray. That's why so many people become digital marketers. It's, it's, it's an environment as much as we say we can quantify because it, it's got insights and all that. As much as we can quantify it, we can't quantify it. There's so much gray. And they'll tell you that the results are there. The results are working. It's your fault. You're not closing people. You don't have good sales scripts, right? You're not doing your due diligence. Well, okay. Would you rather have 50 trials this month and sign up two students that you know will be there for the next four years? Or would you rather have the same 50 trials and have 25 signups, and they're gone within three months. Do the math. Do the math for me really quick. At 100 bucks a student, 25 students, right? Let's say hypothetically, times 100 bucks. What is that? $2,500. They stay for three months. What is that? What is that? 25, what is that, Marco? 7,500. Now, let's say two students, you sign up at $100 a month. That's $1,200 a year per student. That's $2,400. That 24 stays for four years, five years. That's more money, is it not? Not to mention if they do buy sparring gear. Not to mention if they sign up for day camps. Not to mention if they enroll in your after-school program. Not to mention they become raving fans and tell all their other friends about how great you are. See, it just depends how you want to look at that, right? How you want to look at that. So again, I think one of the things you need to write down is how you spend your money. 
what I learned in 2022 um, is we went very lean, right? We didn't go out and hire a lot of people. I did a lot of the work myself. TJ did a lot of the work himself. And that for us was very lucrative because we put our best foot forward. We had the A team. It's like having a bunch of starters play the whole game, right? But we never burnt out. We took our vacations. TJ got married. I just got back from Vegas. We're closed for a week now. We chose not to do birthday parties. And this is a big one, right? Right. This is done. No birthday parties this year, right? Which they say is a great way to generate new leads. But ours are a premium birthday party. It's a revenue stream. We charge $750 for birthday parties. We're going to do a small amount, but we chose not to do them because the core team would have to do them. And I didn't want to burn them out. I simply didn't. And I didn't want to do all of them myself because I needed to be at my son's basketball games, my daughter's soccer games, right? So no buddy days, no parents' night outs. Um, yeah, yay, no B days. I, I mean, so that was new data for me, right? Hmm, I've always been told in the industry, right, because 30% we get new leads on digital marketing. 70% is in-house and community events, right? Got that from the My Studio Business Summit. So great. You got to do Parents Night Out. We used to do one Parents Night Out every month, every month. We would do eight to nine birthday parties every month, every month. But I recognize doing a great birthday party, you should not focus on trying to use it as a place to sell martial arts classes. They're not there for that. They're there to celebrate this kid's birthday. And you really can taint that experience if every other five words out of your mouth is, hey, you want to sign up for martial arts classes? Hey, you know, you've, you've captured their information. Do a simple thank you at the end via email, right? Through my studio, do, a, do an email and tell them, hey, for being here, here's a gift, right? Come to a free trial class. So again, that's new data. No birthdays, no buddy days at all. We did do a Halloween party. We did do a Christmas event. Next year, we will do a mom and me, a dad and me. We will do several family fun days. We will do a parents' night out every quarter. We will do a self-defense workshop, bully workshop, certain things. But we are not going to do the kind of schedule we had before. Data. Look at Milbray's number. Put Milbray up there again, Marco. Look at Milbray. One million. $35,000. That's the most Milbury's ever generated. And we did that without birthday parties, buddy days, mom and me, dad and me, any of them by default because of the pandemic, by default. And look at those numbers. So that would be a indication that potentially if we focus on doing what we do well, teaching martial arts and creating workshops to do makeup stripes, creating 15 minute virtual private lessons that are free, creating a black belt workshop, creating those type of, those type of events that feed retention, that feed the curriculum, that feed the user experience with your core product, which is teaching martial arts classes. Guess what? You might do a million dollars too. So again, it's new data. It's new data that I would never thought because we simply did it the way we've always done it, right? So very little digital marketing, hmm. okay? Well, I mean, just look at Facebook stock, right? It's down by 70%. A lot of people are not doing digital marketing. They're tightening up their belt strap, right? Because of this recession, which I believe is here. Letitia, put in your two cents. What do you think? Do you think the recession's here, Letitia? Put it in, put it in. I think it's here. You look at the stock market. I know a lot of you don't invest in the stock market. I do. I think it's a huge indication of the entire, entire economy. Just because 10% of the people control 90% of the stock market, guess what? That 10% are the ones who influence the laws, who influence gas prices, who influence you know, inflation, all of those things. They dictate it. The Fed raised the rates. Inflation goes up. Food costs more. Food or martial arts classes. Don't tell me that it does not affect your business because it does. Thank you, Letitia. The recession is here. And so I spend time, you know, I never thought I'd become my dad, but I study this stuff. I watch CNN. I watch Fox. I read Wall Street. I study these things because it does have a direct impact across the board. I'm not talking about a small pocket in Canada, you know, where a school owner might be expanding. That could be a good choice, could be a huge gamble, but owning a small business is a gamble. Rock and roll, more power to you. You want to open more locations? Do so. Do I think it's prudent right now? I don't. I don't. 
Yes, there's great opportunity. Stock market's at an all-time low. Buy. Now's the time to buy Apple. Now's the time to buy Costco. Now's the time to get in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? But be mindful of that. So just rethink that because you should be planning your annual calendar right now. You know, what events strategically are you going to do? What are you going to do and what are you not going to do? And why? Is it a revenue generating event? Is it a community uh, feel good event? Is it one for retention building? Is it one to give back to the community? What is the purpose of that? And more importantly, does that event fulfill your why? Right? If it's Jason, you know, if it's be successful, then does this cultivate success in the community? Okay, right? Whatever that might be, as, as simple as that sounds, it helps my decision-making process a lot. If it doesn't help me live my best life, I don't do it. I don't drink alcohol. It doesn't help me live my best life. I don't smoke cigarettes. It doesn't help me live my best life. Pure and simple. Pure and simple. So it helps me make decisions. I'm very proud that both my guys, my two lead guys, bought homes during the pandemic. One got married. Now, you know, the other one bought a home. I'm proud of that. I'm so proud. I want to make sure I continue down that path. Somebody asked me the other day, how do you keep your team? The average tenure is like 12 years now. People have been working with me for 15 years because I am committed to taking care of my team and every year doing better for them and better for them. You know, and again, Letitia is a huge influence on that. But I think, write this one down, the lead by example. I believe the reason my businesses were doing well, but not growing because prior to 2019, 2020, when the pandemic hit, I had very little presence in my businesses. Very, very little. By default, my leadership need to, needed to step up during the pandemic. I needed to lead my team and our businesses through a time of uncertainty, right? And I did. But through that, I discovered a new love for teaching again. I'm in the best shape of my life and I've earned a new respect from my team. I've earned a new respect. You know, when TJ said to me, it's so great to have you on the mat and teaching again. I feel like you're more connected to us. I feel like when you, we tell you something about the curriculum that doesn't work, or we ask you how to teach this technique that we were more confident coming to you and doing so because we know you're on the mat. And you have firsthand experience again. Wow. That was very enlightening. I just thought, you know, shit, I've been doing this for 50 years. You should trust whatever I say. But if I'm not in the mix, then I cannot be an, an effective leader. So my take on that. For a great martial arts business, I truly believe the owner needs to have a certain amount of presence. You decide what works for you. What is the work-life balance for you? I cannot decide that for you. So think about that for a minute, okay? Just think about that. How much presence do you need, right? Marco, just move locations. Marco should be there 24-7, 365, seven days a week, 17 hours a day. He should, because that school's got momentum. It's a new business in, in the community. As far as most people are concerned, great location. Man, you, you freaking, you go after that thing. You go after it right? Like a big dog chasing a little bone, like chopping down a tree with a big little axe, as I say, right? So be extremely mindful of that. Let me take a breath. Hey, as you're coming aboard, say hello, say hello, say hello. Say hello, say hello, say hello. Yeah, and the online presence. Thanks for that, Letitia. Um, we do keep a certain amount of online presence. Has it dwindled? Absolutely. But do we have a certain amount of it? Yes, we do. We still have people training online. I think it's another revenue stream. I think it's another service. I think it's added value. And when I do the new one-off sheets, it will have it on it. So if they can't make their in-person class, they can hop on and do a makeup class virtually. I'll implement that more in social media posts because worst case scenario, I don't like to learn online. I know, hey, Chris, what's happening, sir? Um, yep. Letitia's heading to level four soon, year four of our curriculum. She's done it all online, all online. And she loves her lessons with Sifu Lucas. And so when I do the new 
social media posts, the one-offs, the one-off sheets, all that, it will say in-person classes. It will say 15-minute complimentary virtual Bible lessons, you know, as available. And it will say, here's our online class schedule. If worst case scenario, and I'll word it better, worst case scenario, take the online class, right? Right. So all of that will be there creating this new type of experience, right? We all, here we are at Zoom right now. So to create that new experience, it is much more acceptable. I do Zoom meetings. You know, we saw that. We posted that. In 2021, we did $1.2 million virtually. That's insane. But it's not. It's not. So to have a certain amount of virtual presence, I think when everybody else is saying, nah, I've dropped it all. It sucks. I don't want it. Will enable us to at least maintain especially with our private lessons. I can't tell you, we quadrupled our revenue in private lessons and they're still virtual. I still do virtual private lessons. They're convenient, they're easy, and people are happy with it. They are happy with it. So tip number four, five, six, seven. I don't know how many tips I'm into now. I would encourage you to build some type of virtual studio. I just invested about seven, almost $10,000 in camera equipment. I went to Chris Pirelli, who's of Dojo Muscle, paid him for his time, and I picked his brain. He put together an equipment list of what he truly believes I need for what I'm doing, okay? And I'm going to set up this studio, and I will learn how to use it effectively, just like I've done with everything else. You know, like my papa and my grandma used to say, you got to learn. You got to learn, right? I grew up when money was short. We couldn't hire an auto mechanic. We couldn't call a plumber or any of those things. We had to learn. I could cook by the time I was eight. We had to learn by default. And that sense of the ability to say, I don't know anything about this and be humble enough to say, I know nothing about this and I want to learn it is powerful for you as an entrepreneur and a small business owner. Stop simply outsourcing everything. You shackle yourself right, to that person, because you never educate yourself. They are the expert. You know nothing. You keep doing this with money and never become empowered, never have learned experience, never have knowledge, because you just do this. Speaking to one school owner, everything he made in his school, he spent it on freaking other stuff, and it's not panning out because you have to work hard, but work smart. So going back to that, I'm building a virtual studio. Write this down. We are in the process of revamping our curriculum again. We do it every seven to 10 years because we need to be relevant. We find out what works and what doesn't work. Um, yeah, he does, Philip. He does. And I know that. I won't tell you what I paid him for an hour. I mean, go to his website. It's 500 bucks for an hour of his time. But it's not an hour. It's all that learned experience. And Philip, for that 500 bucks, I cut through all the BS and research. He sent me an equipment list based upon what he uses and what I need. And that was fast. And, and that's the other thing. Spend the money, you guys. Right? Somebody posted that. One of the biggest mistakes I made in 2022 that I know now is I don't do my own bookkeeping and accounting. I outsource it to Letitia. Duh. I have a lawyer. I have an accountant. I have a bookkeeper. I have a financial advisor. I spend money. I spend money on these people, but they make me money. So again, I don't understand why people don't spend money on the right consultant, the right mentor, right? But the yin to the yang of that. You small business owner, you need to be well-versed. So I'm building this, this uh, video studio. Much better than our virtual because this is webcams and stuff. The lighting is mediocre. I want to be able to shoot our entire curriculum through fourth, fifth degree. Who has to do that work? Me. Nobody else but me because I'm the vision. I know what needs to be done. I will take all the input from my guys teaching. I've been teaching actively for a year and a half, two years now. I know what's going on. I know what sucks in our curriculum. I know what is just way too much curriculum in a two-week period in a stride. All of it we've assessed. So I believe, I believe, write this down. By putting money into your team and into your curriculum should be a priority over anything else you budget. Anything else that you budget. Anything else. I watch school owners pour money into digital marketing. Money, money into digital marketing. And then they don't pay their team well. And they wonder why the retention with their team is horrible. And as soon as they go to college, they leave you, right? I understand 
that by investing in my team heavily, and Letitia, I'm going to praise her again for that too, because she's pushed me heavier to do that, the things we've set up, right? I've, I've taken care of the team, but now we take care of the team. I mean, we take care of the team at a much higher level. And, and that's important, right? Because the value they bring to me, like Disney said, and it's got, you know, I, I could go hours on this. One of Disney's prime questions to everybody on his team always was, what do you think? What do you think? Right? What do you think? I ask that of my team all the freaking time. What do you think? What do you think? They're in the mix more than I am. So I need to know what they experience. Because if I can get, it's like taking a survey. Why would you survey your, your clients on classes and, and, but you never survey your team? But I survey a different way. Just like I get emails every day, survey this, survey that. Bullshit. I want real time, five, 10 minute conversations with team members asking them that question face to face, person to person, mano a mano. What do you think? Because I get instant feedback and I can take that. So when I redesign the curriculum, that will be a huge impact. What do you think? What sucks in our curriculum? Where's the holes? What is too much? We found, you know, in that white belt experience, still way too much curriculum, way too hard, way too complex moves. So I'm going to redesign the white belt curriculum completely. Then we're really going to bore down on those 18 months. I know that's the worst retention, zero to 18 months, but I'm going to dig deeper. I believe we can improve upon that because if we can get them past 18 months, odds are they're going to be there a lot longer. So really boring down on that first 18 months and improving that experience will be huge for us. So I'm building a studio. And I think we should all do that because if you don't have really great curriculum videos, not demo videos where you demonstrate something 10 feet away with no microphone and you do a poomsay at full speed, that is not an instructional video. Write that down. And I see too many of that. Yes, we do. You know, we have curriculum videos. Then I watch it and it looks like a demo at 10 feet away. You're not mic'd off and you do a pumze, which goes to four different corners. I see your back. I can't make out anything you're doing. A great instructional video is based upon it's been taught in class. And now I need to regurgitate this information in a very slow, specific manner to help enhance the learning of what they learned in class. Does that make sense? But of course, at the end of that instructional video, we do it full speed. So when you tip out, when you stripe, this is what it should be. Now, can you do that with an iPhone and iMovie, you know, and with a decent road mic? You can. You really can. But I'm in a different space. I need to create a higher product. So a better, you know, camera, uh, a better lens, a better mic, all of that is super important for what we're doing today. Cool? But we will redo everything from white belt through fourth degree black because I need to set up this curriculum for the next decade or so. Again, as I phase myself out of these businesses more, I need to have better videos. Cool. All right. So that's another thing I would highly recommend. Highly recommend. Take a deep breath. Anybody who's aboard here, put in your name. Tell me where you're tuning in from. Have you shared today's broadcast? You know, we saw recently... <laughs> that the super show was canceled for this year, right? I think what we're witnessing in our industry are these smaller infractions. You notice everybody, everybody's doing their own events, smaller, more focused networking events. Everybody, everybody and their mother are doing these events. I say, hallelujah. I've been doing them for the past eight years. I highly recommend them. Number one, it's a more focused learning. Two, you can get people of like minds. Three, you're not you know, bogged down with the glitz and glam of Vegas and drinking and partying and shows. You can get in there very Spartan and do the real work, right? Yeah, all the way from the UK. Cool. Yeah. And so that's a movement. And I see it's impacting the bigger events. Thus, maybe one of the reasons why, I don't know. Don't quote me on this, why the Super Show maybe decide it wasn't effective for them to do one this year. They might be there, you know, in 2024. Who knows? Who knows? Empower Martial Arts from the UK is back again. What's up? What's up, Adam? So I want you to think about that. We're thinking about moving the date. Letitia's recommending, but 
Tech, tech, right now we have It's Time Live Balance coming up April 15th through 18th. She's suggesting we might move it back to August. It was beautiful to do it during the summer, so we may or we may, we may not. I'll take a survey on that. But it's 20 school owners, four days, very intensive, will change your life. You know, this is our eighth offering, and so it's super powerful. Anyone who's ever worked with me, it's changed their life. And that I think that's what's my commitment. And I'm going to take sidetrack for a minute. My commitment is to hoi polloi, the common man, the 90% of our industry that has 100 students or so, and they're a single operator, right? Much like the way the country's built, 90% of the stock market is owned by 10% of the wealth, right? It's it's same thing in our industry. 90% of the wealth is generated by 10% of the school owners. That's the way it is. It needs to change. And I'm committed to that. And I believe I can best serve you because I am a small business owner. You know, I sit on the high end of that spectrum and I sit in those rooms with those guys that have multiple locations. You know, what we make in two locations takes them four or five, right? Easily, sometimes more, sometimes more. And, and so I believe I'm very well-versed to help you with that. So I have a deep passion and commitment to that demographic. And I will continue to have a passion and commitment to that demographic. So think about its time-life balance. Cool. So who else is joining us? And put in your takeaways. What are our big takeaways up to this point? Give it to me. What are our big takeaways up to this point? What are your big takeaways that you've gotten out of this today's session? And if you have any questions, pop them in there. I love questions. Mm. You know, I make my sister nuts. I asked her because, you know, we have this new thing coming up where if you buy an EV, you can get up to $7,500 of tax write-offs, but I don't qualify because of my tax bracket. Yet, I'm going to ask that question. I'm 60 years old. I asked her that question. You know, what do I qualify for? What's in my favor? You know, and I found out right now, my medical insurance personally is like close to a thousand bucks a month. When I hit like 67, I believe, or 65, it automatically will jump to 1500. It goes up higher because it falls under the Obama care thing and that's the way it rolls but now we can plan for that and be aware that that's going to happen when i hit 65 or 67 i'm always mining data philip focus on quality over quantity absolutely sir absolutely somebody said to me one of the parents who were discussing san francisco and they say you need to hire more team i said i understand that but i would rather what we're doing now is we're running more efficiently i have higher caliber instructors right? With better experience who can teach more people. I don't need three or four people on the mat, right? Or even two. So we're working towards that quality. So again, when I was a fighter and I'd step into the ring, I had three or four quality techniques. I didn't need an arsenal of 50 techniques to win a fight. It was three or four and a really good defense, right? And so same thing here. I'd rather pay my guys more and have them be more efficient and better at what they do than to have okay staff. So again, quality over quantity. When we talk about the curriculum, it's really about not how much I know, it's how well I can do what I know and disguising the repetition in all of your drills. I could teach you a cross punch for 45 minutes and you would think it's 10 different techniques because of disguising the drills, right? Disguising the repetition. So if we can do that, I believe that quality over quantity is huge. Not doing the buddy days, the birthday parties, all that boring down on the quality of what we do and doing it well. I want to be a martial arts school. I don't want to be an after-school day camp pure, purely type program. I know some schools where their after-school program and their camps are bigger than their martial arts program. More power to you. That's not what I want to do. I first and foremost want to be a martial artist and a martial arts school. So yes, this program exists, but we sell it as a boutique boutique after-school program, limited at 36 kids. Right now we have 26. We limit it and we keep it right there, but we charge more. Our after-school program is $762 a month. And somebody said that to us. They poured their kid out at the end of the semester and they said, it's too expensive for us. Okay, great. Ye who drives a Tesla, right? Ye who drinks Starbucks every day, we all decide what is of value to us? And for me, makes me sit down and say, well, if we're too expensive, then we're not promoting the values well enough. I need to go back to the drawing board and really decide 
what we can do better. Because these are good people and their kid was in our after school program for years. So it's not like, you know, they just decided this overnight, right? Could be the recession, could be multitude of things, but I have to do better. And we will, we will. Uh, we love a variety of different paths. We choose to achieve growth. Birthday parties are not, buddy days are not, camps are not. The key is making these choices from your conviction of values. And per absolutely, absolutely. I know people who love doing free birthday parties. I, and, and it's so, you know, when I posted my numbers the other day and I said, this is just to show there is no one way to be successful. This is simply ours. Discover what works for you. And that is so empowering. Again, because many school owners don't know themselves. They don't know who they are. They follow every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. You know, I call them information whores. They hop from guru to guru, convention to convention, mentor to mentor. You say black, I go black. You say red, I go red. You say north, I go north. And that's not a path I would recommend. Because really, happiness is inside you. Happiness is not a new car, a new house, you know, spending more money. It's not. It's not. I wish I could spend more money. I spend it on my kids. You know, I walked into something called Nectar in Vegas. And my daughter got a bunch of bath balls and all that. It was 162 bucks. My wife looks at me. I go, okay. You know, and I wear a $20 Lululemon beanie. What makes me happy is taking care of people. That makes me happy. Walked into a card store, bought my son $600 of basketball cards. Walked into the Hello Kitty Cafe, popped on 122 bucks for hell, I don't know what, a couple of cupcakes and some, you know, Hello Kitty paraphernalia. What the heck? You know, paraphernalia, memorabilia. <laughs> but, you know, we all have to decide that for us. And yeah, you know, you have to make that decision. I think what's attractive looking at that comment about the boutique camp is people recognize the camp's big enough where the kids will have fun, but it's small enough where their child will get individualized attention. And there is an audience that will pay you for individualized attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. So rethink that one too. Because again, we don't do field trips. We don't have buses. We don't take them swimming. We don't do any of that stuff in our camps. We go to the park every day for a couple of hours. But what we focus on is relationships, safety, individual attention, life skills, martial arts, and all the fun kid-approved themes like dodgeball, you know, all the games like Connect Four. But we really stay within our wheelhouse. And I think that's important too, staying within your wheelhouse. School owners will always reach out to me. Tell me about your after school. Da, 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 da. I said, if you don't believe in it, why are you asking me that question? Well, you know, I see you make money with it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Everything we do is purpose-driven. Money truly is a byproduct of that. That's why it really trips out people when I posted those numbers and I shared we don't have weekly meetings and have goals of how many students we need to sign up that month. We don't. We simply do not. I do not put that type of mindset into my team, looking at people as numbers. And if you want a bonus, you have to do ABC and meet these numbers. We never have those types of talks. Do I know? Yes, I do. Does it affect my social media and the direction I'm on? Absolutely. But really, the discussions I have with my team, the majority of the time, improving our schedule, improving our curriculum, training the team better, right? We need to get back to more group team training with me being present. That's one thing we did pre-pandemic we haven't done much of. And we need to do more of that with the teams from San Francisco to Millbrae. Absolutely. So again, those are the types of conversations we have because those I believe will move the needle more so than you have to meet this quota. You must get 20 students or you don't get this bonus. It's fear-based thinking. And it's one that is never appealing to a culture. And that is why salespeople turn over from job to job to job to job. How many of you ever bought something from a salesperson, go back three months later and you have a different rep? Well, that's proof right there. That's data. Being a sales-minded business is not a business I choose to do. And some people swear by it. Like when I posted those numbers that we do this without contracts, without upgrades, without sales scripts, you know, without built-in retail sales. We have none of those things. Someone posted in reply, just imagine if you did. Uh, you know, 
saying that how much more money you would make if you had contracts, how much more money you would make if you had belt testing fees, how much more money you would make if you had a master's club, black belt club, those different things, right? I'm saying, well, how much more money would you make if you didn't have those things, right? Because I get it. If I'm sizzle up front, if I'm a sales business and I close you right away, my whole thing is to close you, which I think is totally opposite of a great relationship. I don't want to close this deal and move on to the next one. I want to open the doors to the unlimited potential of a long-term relationship we could nurture together through communication, through creating the user experience, through bettering our staff training, through effective systems, through curriculum development. Are you with me? Are you with me? So, and, and, and that's really important. And that's why I study a company like Apple, like Disney. I don't think it's coincidence Disney brought Bob Iger back. I don't think it at all, at all, because the last guy was money-driven. We just went to Disney. I'm going to write them a long letter. There's some things I loved about it. Other things, they, I now perceive them as a nickel and dime company all the way. And I know Bob Iger walked through that. One of the things he did was a walkthrough of Disney right away. And I'm sure he's going, what the hell? And I believe all this will be course correction, right? Because they got away from their values. They got away from Disney. Maybe this new CEO was pressured. They lost all this money in this pandemic. He's pressured. So what is he thinking? We got to make money. We got to make money. We got to make money at all costs. Where Disney was, what about? No freaking way. It's all about the culture. It's all about creating the happiest place on earth. And they've gotten away from that, even in their movies and stuff. So I believe there's going to be a huge shift. That's why, again, write this down. Knowing your purpose, knowing your why, developing a brand that, that cultivates that, developing a culture that cultivates that, developing curriculum, developing a communication, developing all of that to support your brand and its purpose is vital to your success. It is. I just rebranded a school and, and I'm so grateful that they chose to work with it. You know, if you look at this new brand, Determined Martial Arts, take a look at it. Again, I'm proud of everybody I rebrand, but this is one that's going to really do well, really, really do well, because it's based upon the owner's belief system, his core values. Very cool. Super cool, right? So keep putting in those takeaways. I, I, I love your feedback. It's super powerful. We only got a few more minutes left in the day. I'm sorry. I could do this one all day. So. What else did I learn coming into 2023? Now, this is a big one, okay? You know, we are in a recession. And I believe the first six months of this year is going to be the worst of it. It really, really is. Right now, we see, you know, consumer spending is high, but most of it is credit card driven. It's going to, it's credit card driven. So it looks like we're spending all this money, but what we're doing that people aren't recognizing is the credit card debt is higher than it's ever been ever been ever been so we're experiencing this you know everything's rolling along we're having a great year look at our millbury location what a great year san francisco great year but please be very very mindful i believe the first six months of this year look at the stock market today right look at apple is down i don't know from 180 to 130 what is that that's 50 dollars difference what is that 29 30 percent right? They're down. Look at Meta is down 70%, something crazy. Tech companies dominate the top 10 stocks most days. So if they're indication of what's to happen, we're witnessing layoffs like never before here in California. I believe it's going to impact who? That small school owner in a community that's not well off. Good times, bad times, people have money. Oh, poor Zuckerberg dropped off the billionaire's top five list. He's still a billionaire. Right. But some of the small schoolers I work with, they're in communities that are lower to middle income. And the, the, that demographic is going to have to make a choice, pay the electrical bill or do martial arts. Right. So be mindful of that. Be extremely mindful of that. I would, again, go back in, into the demographic study of my community and see where the pulse is. Right. Look at what people made three years ago. Look at what they're making today. Look at what they're spending money on. You know, look at consumer spending and you never look. Is it credit card driven? And ask yourself. Right. Ask yourself what I need to do. We post our prices at our website because we don't have the time to sit there and do a song and dance. 
I don't want to waste people's time. If you can't afford us, you can't afford us. I think it promotes transparency. That's very important for me. Does that work for a brand new small school owner? I would say not. We are very well established. I looked at our Google um, keyword searches and it's something like 50% of people search for us by name. Remember, we're established. We've been 22 years in San Francisco, nine years in Millbury, but Millbury goes deep because my wife is PTA president. Our presence in this community is huge. So we have a reputation, a deep reputation. So we can charge what we do. We can post our prices at our website. Do I recommend a new school owner posting their prices at their website? Absolutely not. I know, right? You're hearing that from Brandon Beliso. Absolutely not. Um, Philip, if you build a transactional relationship with your members, don't be surprised when they treat the relationship the same way. Thank you, Philip. I love that. I'm, I'm going to use that, okay, and rewrite it in some form. I really love that, Philip. Yeah, if a relationship is based upon transaction, I agree with you, Philip, because then they come at you, well, I pay you for this, so you should promote my kid. I paid you a belt testing fee, so you should promote him. I get it, Philip. Oh, I love that, Philip. That's brilliant. That's, I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better. So again, I would be very mindful of that. So somebody asked me in a very impoverished community, should I raise my prices? I said, only you can decide that. He says, well, you're raising your prices. Yes, but where I live, the income can support it. It can support it because good times, bad times, people who have money have money. And that won't change. That is not going to change. So what if I lose a couple of billion? Elon Musk is still a billionaire, right? He's still a billionaire. So make no mistake on that. But if you're working that, you know, middle class, which I think is, is almost an illusion now, I think middle class is month to month, poverty right knocking on the doorstep, that you need to be mindful of what needs to happen in your school. But I do believe creating a safe haven now more than ever is vital. Through the pandemic, the number of emails and texts I got, thank you so much. You're the one thing we have that's been consistent before the pandemic, during the pandemic, after the pandemic is real important. You know, we did town halls at Zoom with just people venting about their fears, everything. Be that safe haven, right? Put people before profits. Think about that. Service above self, right? I'm thinking of adding one more day a week teaching. As long as it doesn't affect my son's games or my daughter's soccer game, doesn't bite into family time, I think I want to be in San Francisco one day a week. We don't have the manpower to add more classes, but I think my presence a little bit because I have zero presence in San Francisco. We just did a black belt test and one of the kids had been there seven years. I'd never trained them. I was looking at the first degree black belts and, and I said openly to everybody, this is the last group that I had any impact on as an instructor. Those of you testing for first degree because they've been there longer when I still taught at San Francisco at some point. And everybody testing for first degree, I might've had a hand in them when they were a yellow belt. But this one kid who was testing had been there seven years for black belt. I never taught him in my life. Is that good for business? I don't know. I don't know, it's not good for culture. It's not good for the community, right? So I believe I'm going to be in San Francisco one day a week or at least once a month, something. My physical presence needs to be in San Francisco. So that's one of my big takeaways in 2022. I believe moving forward, you as a leader need to invest in yourself even more. Because for most of you, you are still your best investment. For most of you, you are still the best instructor in your school. For most of you, you still do the majority of teaching. For most of you, that's what it's going to take to survive the recession. If I didn't come back to teach during this pandemic and lead the way for my team and discovering, you saw it, I gave people Zoom and cameras and how to do it and the whole nine yards, I don't believe our businesses would still be here today because it was one of the huge variables that had impacted our businesses surviving through the pandemic. And now for the recession, I'm happy to do that. I'm teaching two days a week again. So to be able to come in and support my team more is good leadership. I'll save on payroll, right? There's just so many good things out of it. Plus, I need to be at the pulse of my business 
keeping it stable through these unstable times. Do I believe it's a time to expand and grow? For some people, it will be. They'll be opening more locations. Rock and roll, more power to you. But make no mistake, I have revenue streams beyond the school. I have revenue streams with it. It's time and, and my brand and beliefs of consulting. I have revenue coming in from my investments. Please don't look at the fact that I have two schools, that we aren't a growth-oriented business. I want to grow by paying my people better. I want to grow by improving our curriculum. I want to grow by improving the user experience. That's our choice. Should it be your choice? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like I say, at the end of anything that I do, don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody. Figure it out for yourself. That is the earmark of great entrepreneurship. That is the great earmark of empowerment. Do I gather data? Oh, you know I do. I gather so much data. I read so much. But when the end of the day, it is based upon my personal belief system, my personal learned experience in 60 years of life. That's what I bring to the table when I work with people. 60 years of success and failure. And that's what I'm sharing with you today. It's not just what I learned in 2022. It's what I've learned over my 38 years of owning small businesses through recessions, through wars, through dot-com bus, through the mortgage crisis, through 9-11, through Reaganomics, through everything. I've owned businesses for a long time. And that is real data you can take to the bank. And that's what I want you to be mindful of too. I know in 2023, everyone's looking for the right mentor, the right consultant, what they need to do. I understand that. You need that. You need that. But I just got off the phone with someone. I told him, you can't afford me. Well, I can't afford not to. You can't afford me. It's not a good decision. So here's some free information, right? Right? So I want you to really, really think about that. And I'm going to leave you with that today. So let's thank our sponsors, right? Thank our sponsors. Again, you know, Market Muscles, My Studio, Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting, all companies that are growing, all companies that survived the pandemic, all companies that I believe at a heart level are looking out for our best interest. If you don't have a great website, you're missing the boat. It's digital yellow pages. You need a great website. If you don't have a great CRM system, again, you're missing the boat. We have no front desk. We don't move that way. Everything's done digitally through an app. You know, I, I recognize that in Vegas. If I didn't have a cell phone, I would have been screwed. Everything was this app. It opened the door. It tracked my spending. So my wife got rewards on her card. Everything was app-based. Apps are acceptable, but they do not replace customer service. Be mindful of that. Kids love life skills. You can't simply paint, you know, paint discipline on the wall. If you don't have a systematic way of implementing life skills, you are not an investment for every parent's child's personal development. You simply are not. You are not. And I believe Kids Love Life Skills is that solution. Of course, LC Accounting. I know my sister has room for a couple more clients. Please spend the money now or spend the money later. But either way, if you do it right and you do it correct, then you set yourself up for not being audited. You set yourself up for not waking up going, I have no money in the bank. You want to be extremely mindful of all those things. Cool? And then last but not least, think about It's Time Life Balance. Right now we have the date, April 15th to 18th, but we may move it. We may move it, but it's only to 20 school owners. If you're really interested about that, reach out to Marco. Reach out to me. I can tell you about the experience. Reach out to Jason Smith. He attended it. You guys in Germany, talk to Andre Mavis, Kim Herzog, Sasha Sanders. There's so many people that have come out to It's Time from all over the world. And it's unlike anything we do. 20 people, four days, outdoors, in the woods, in the school, no lights and flash and glitz and glam, no, no sterile environment of a meeting room in a hotel. It's done very roots, very grassroots, very organic. And I love it. I love it. So Marco, flash, put that in there somewhere. That's currently where we're at. But if we move it, I'll let you know. You know, if you sign up now and we move it and you can't come, it would be moved to August if we do anything. We did it this August. It was just a beautiful thing. So we may move this April date to August because right now the response has been weak. And, and I can be transparent about that. I think people are really freaked out about the recession and spending money right now. And I get it. 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 So again, we'll have that discussion with my team. And if they recommend it, we might move it to August. Cool. All right. So, hey, 
you know, I hope 2022 was amazing for you. Um, I feel very blessed and grateful every day because I live from purpose. So I have a good day and I make money. I'm happy. I have a bad day and I don't make money. I'm still happy because I understand here, happiness comes from within. And if I'm living from purpose every day, the challenges we go through, the pandemic, mortgage crisis, recession, all of it, I have myself. And that you can't, money can't buy self. Fame, fortune, notoriety cannot buy self. Self is something you must cultivate from within. So invest in yourself heavily because you are the leader of the band. You are the leader of the tribe. And if you don't step forward with the best example, you will lose your team, you will lose your culture, but most importantly, you will lose the trust of the community that you serve. I'm Brandon Beliso. Happy, happy new year to everybody. Until we talk again, please, you go out there, live your best life.